Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome, everyone, to take two of the Back Brief. Today, my guest is the infamous, the famous, uh, the now retweeted Abby Bennett. Abby, welcome to the Back Brief take two. Thanks for having me, Rod. And there's a reason we're calling it take two. And I'm, you know what? This is, this is between me and Abby. This is take two. But I just want her to know that I know that you know. And now you know. It's take two. We all know. We all know. Abby, tell us why uh, you are the lady of the hour. What did you do? Who's retweeting you? I don't know that I would call it that, but um, I recently had a tweet of mine shared um, on Facebook and Twitter by uh, Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden, who is also, as we know, a presidential candidate um, this year. And it was a story about how issues at USPS are causing delays for mail order prescriptions, specifically for veterans, but also for other folks, um, you know, delays that have lasted, you know, weeks in some cases. Um, but uh, former Vice President Joe Biden took it as an opportunity to sort of, uh, I could, I guess you could say, dunk on current President Donald Trump uh, by saying, you know, if if he were to be elected president, you know, things like that wouldn't happen and he would take care of veterans and et cetera, et cetera, so forth. <laughs> But he has quite a few followers, so obviously that got that story quite a bit of attention. So tell me about that story. Um, so we know that the uh, a lot of veterans, their medications are being held up, uh, postal office. Uh, how How is this Trump's fault? Why is this a situation where if I were the president, if Rod were the president, it wouldn't happen on my watch? Uh, why is this an issue? So I mean, I mean, you could say that anything that happens while an administration is in office is their fault. Um, I think that's happened to pretty much every president who has ever held that office. Um, but in this case in particular, a lot of these delays, at least with the veterans that I spoke to, and I've now spoken to more than 100 veterans and caregivers and dozens of VA pharmaceutical workers and USPS workers, as well as um, a couple of pharmaceutical contracting companies. Um, and what they said is that most of these started around July, which is after uh, President Trump appointed a new postmaster general. Um, 
And this individual issued a memo to USPS sort of creating some new policies, um, mostly for cost savings and efficiency. And one of those is that mail carriers um, are discouraged from using overtime to, you know, sort of come back and get deliveries and make them the same day. And so effectively what, what's happening is that packages are staying in facilities longer because there aren't as many deliveries happening or the routes aren't as long because from the Postmaster General's perspective, he doesn't want people's routes to be delayed or them to work longer hours because that's more expensive, of course. But at the end of the day, when they're working fewer hours, that means fewer packages get delivered. Um, so that is the big reason why a lot of people are attaching the president's name to this, mm -hmm. uh, because this is a leadership change that he made. And there's been a lot of criticism for that. Um, and there's been a lot of disparagement of the new postmaster general because he is also a very prominent donor to President Trump. So wait, wait he's a donor? Yes. He's a very, very, very prominent uh, donor to President Trump's campaigns. I I didn't know that. So it, I guess that's where some of the controversy must come into play. Yeah. Like the guy's a donor. He gets to be postmaster general. Is this kind of like, you know, if I donate enough money, I get to be like secretary of defense? Can I? So appointments to the president's cabinet in some cases have to be approved by Congress. And the secretary of defense is one of those. But that's one of those things where if you are president, you have the authority to choose the folks who will serve in certain positions in government, in your cabinet, and in other positions. Um, and that's his right. There are lots of other presidents who have appointed donors, even family members in some cases, um, to positions in their administration. So it's not a new thing. Um, it's something that's often criticized in lots of different administrations, no matter what what uh, political party they are. Uh, but it is definitely a, a big source of criticism in this case. Now, I, let, I know a lot of folks might look at that and be like, this is cronyism, we shouldn't do that. Um, I don't look at it that way. I see this as an opportunity, folks. This is the American dream. I mean, I when, when people tell the child, you can be whatever you wanna be, you really can if you make enough money. I mean, at that point, it's like, I want to be the postmaster general of the United States. I just got to donate, you know, 20 million to whatever candidate is on the ballot, whoever wins. I get to be postmaster general. And then you could get your picture taken with, I, I assume the postmaster general wears a uniform, like a postmaster general with like stars. And I don't know that they give him a hat. black jacket or anything like that. Um, but what I will say when it comes to things like this is, you know, uh, I'll be the first person to say that money in politics is the source of an enormous number of problems in this country. You know, things can always be traced back to money in politics. But one thing that's important to remember is that when a president is appointing his cabinet, he wants to appoint people who he trusts, um, who he feels are loyal to him and will carry out things and policy that aligns with his personal views. Um, and that's any president ever. Um, and so in that case, sometimes you do have in instances where it's someone who has supported him in the past, you know, maybe a campaign, um, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's, you know, lots and lots of different people. Um, and, and it's completely fair to criticize that no matter who it is. Uh, because, you know, as the American people, we want the best person for the job. 
Um, and, you know, many of us don't necessarily care how loyal or friendly that person is with the president. You know, when we are at work, we want to work with people who are good at their jobs and it, you know, shouldn't necessarily be personal. I don't necessarily want to work with everybody who's my best friend uh, just because they're my best friend. But, you know, it's it's been really important to current and former presidents that they surround themselves with people who they believe support them. So what has the VA said about this whole medication uphold uh, or hold up, I should say? Almost nothing. <laughs> Surprise! Um, Wait, hold on. You're telling me the VA didn't say anything about, I don't know, their 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 patients or their clients not getting the medication that time? What a surprise. The VA said nothing. Well, they said almost nothing to me. Um, I've asked VA several times to confirm that there are delays, to talk about what VA is doing to combat those delays and things like that, to try and get folks some answers. Because, you know, if they're seeing those delays, it's obviously concerning. They want to know, you know, is this temporary? Is VA doing anything to, you know, prevent this from happening? You know, should I show up to my local VA to get my prescriptions instead? Um, VA gave me a canned statement that um, was essentially telling veterans, you know, hey, we encourage you guys to make sure that your prescription orders are in ahead of time, you know, before you run out. Um, and that's, basically it. Um, they said, you know, for emergency prescriptions, they are going to try and fill those at your local VA. But as we all know, a lot of people don't live anywhere near a VA. Um, and that's what's really important to understand about this story is that about 80% of all prescriptions filled by VA are done through mail order. And most of those are done at these massive hub pharmacies. There's seven of them across the country, um, and they put out hundreds of thousands of prescriptions every single day, and 90% of those are through USPS, not through UPS, not through FedEx, USPS. Um, and what's amazing is that many, many, many of the veterans and caregivers that I've spoken to said they've never seen a delay before. Often they get their prescriptions earlier than they were expecting. So now to be waiting a week, two weeks, three weeks, you know, however long it's been, has been very unsettling for them. Um, so it's also very difficult then if VA depends on these massive mail order facilities to then fulfill those prescriptions locally because the local pharmacies just aren't set up to provide all the prescriptions that are necessary for everybody who's a patient at that VA. So I have a solution for this. Um, turn the VA into another branch of the Army or branch of the military. Look, we have Space Force. We have the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Air Force, the Army. Um, why not make like a vet force? You know, like active duty people whose job it is to take care of veterans across the country. You know, like uh, actually have satellites, small, almost kind of like a, like a reserve unit or like a National Guard armory. Just put a lot of them all over the state so that way they could actually do their own deliveries. They could have their own facilities and you could actually have a general, like a real general, not a postmaster general, whatever the hell it is, a real general in charge who actually understands the system. Let us take care of ourselves, you know, like I think that would be kind of cool. Um, 
I'm sure somebody right now is thinking that's impossible for the following Title 10 well, budgetary reasons. Whatever. I will say that one thing that comes up again and again with VA issues is that is the working relationship between VA and DOD, right? Um, like the, the lack thereof. <laughs> Right, like the electronic health record system that they've been working on for many, many years and billions of dollars that still is not in place. Um, a lot of the issues with that were that DOD and VA are supposed to create this universal health, health record, but they're two giant federal agencies that don't work together a lot, even though you'd think that they would, um, and that don't work together very well in general. Um, but as far as what VA is doing about these prescription issues, VA wouldn't tell me, but I did speak to somebody who uh, is familiar with some conversations they've had with Congress last week. Um, and what they told Congress is essentially um, they are switching to FedEx and UPS in certain situations, um, especially for those really, really important medications. That's a temporary switch. Um, they're also sending those prescriptions early. Um, now we're unclear about if that's all prescriptions because some medications are very highly regulated, you know, things like pain medication and other strong drugs where you're not supposed to get them early. You're only supposed to have what you have at the time. Um, and they also are creating a special code with the USPS so that, uh, medication packages can be recognized and prioritized and um, stolen <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves guys the minute you're like hey this is oxycontin sort it correctly gone i don't know what happened sir all the all the green bags gone also i'm filthy rich and i quit <laughs> well let's hope that doesn't create a post office prescription drug ring, fingers crossed. But it is important to recognize that an awful lot of prescription drugs in the United States are delivered by USPS, UPS, and FedEx. Um, it is definitely not just veterans, and that's something, you know, especially when someone like Joe Biden shares a story like this, um, you've got a lot of people in the comments saying, oh, you know, it's not just veterans, you know, it's a lot of people who are seniors, who are disabled. Um, and right now during the pandemic, it's a lot of people who are immune compromised who don't wanna risk going to a pharmacy or going to a hospital because for them, um, even if they take all of the normal precautions, they're still at much, much higher risk for complications from COVID. Um, so it's very, very, very serious thing for a lot of folks, um, but you know, on, on, in in our normal times, uh, mail back order before, prescriptions. Back before the the great sick sick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> back before the great sick sick, um, mail order prescriptions were really important to folks like uh, like seniors and and people who are disabled who have difficulty. Just you know, for you and me, we could just go drive to a pharmacy, drive to CVS, or even drive to a hospital to pick up our meds. But that's not an option for lots of people. Um, and including lots of vets who are disabled and who don't have great support structures. You know, they don't have a family member they can just call and ask to go pick up their meds for them. Um, so there's definitely a place for mail order prescriptions um, and for 
veterans and, and normal Americans who live in rural and remote areas, USPS is especially important because UPS and FedEx don't always service those areas consistently every single day. Um, and so it, it's really tough. It's a really tough situation to be in, but it's a very serious uh, issue that has come up and hopefully it's resolved really soon. Yeah. I, you know, I could tell uh, some of the veteran uh, groups that I'm in on Facebook, they seemed a little testy lately. That explains it. Like just, it's a meds it's in the mail guys chill out at home before you start writing your uh, one giant three page paragraph style manifestos, which I've been seeing a lot of on Facebook lately. Your, our meds are on route guys, chill out. Um, I, I'm very, you know, I, I am making light of it, but it, it, it is a serious situation. Uh, a lot of people's health, a lot of their safety is at risk right now because of money. I mean, it really just boils down to a money issue and I am worried. I, I'll tell you, I, my, my biggest fear right now is that we're never going, we're, we might've gone past the point of no return in the sense of economic recovery to see anything like the days before the great sick sick. I, I've likened this to, we are wandering around a wasteland before it's a wasteland. Like before the, the before the pre -Mad dust, Max time, pre like, like the conditions for Mad Max are done. We're just in the pre-stage, like before the winds bring the sand dunes back over, before the buildings fall apart, before all that shit went down, before Mad Max was traveling around a wasteland, he was Mad Max traveling around an empty mall. And before that, Mad Max watching the stores have their going out of, you know, uh, business sales. There was a, it wasn't just like overnight, we're all wearing, you know, spikes and uh, football gear. It was a gradual process. I worry that we're in that stage and that there is no Biden or Trump or Clinton or um, whoever is out there that wants to, that thinks they have our solution. Uh, maybe I'm just being a little grim. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that's grim, but I definitely caution people away from the idea that a single person has all the answers or the solutions or that, you know, even something as dramatic as a shift in the leadership of this country will mean that all of our problems will go away and all of our, uh, we'll have all the solutions suddenly, you know, especially with something like economics, you know, granted in this situation, a, a global pandemic and a, and a shutdown of our way of life in, in many ways, uh, is something that's happened quickly and certainly affected our economy very quickly. But economics are something that take years and years to develop. You know, the the 2008 uh, Great Recession didn't come out of nowhere. Um, it didn't suddenly appear. It was something that happened over years and years and years. And these are very complicated things. And, you know, with this pandemic, you know, our recovery from it will take years and years and years. Um, so I, I really, um, I really think that people need to consider um, more than just, you know, maybe our upcoming election um, and what tomorrow holds. I think this is, uh, you know, we're in we're in it for the long haul. The United States is a very resilient nation um, with a very resilient people. We've proven that time and time again. 
our country has been through awful, awful experiences and come out the other side. Um, some people might say better for it, some might not. Um, but, you know, I think it's important to realize what, what is in your control um, and what you can do, um, either related to the pandemic or not. Um, but, you know, it's, it's important to understand that it's not just about um, the coronavirus, it's not just about the November presidential election, you know, think about what's happening in your communities locally. Um, that's where a lot of change happens. That's where a lot of people can make the most difference. Uh, think about your local elections and your state elections. Those are situations where those decisions are far more likely, far more likely to affect your daily life. They don't seem as high stakes. They don't seem as important, but those are the elections where your vote truly does matter. You know, I, I used to work um, in local news and I saw elections decided by a handful of votes. Um, and those are, those are the positions in your communities that are gonna affect every single aspect of your daily life. Um, so, you know, and, and the same goes for your state elections and, and your elections to Congress. You know, those are people who are gonna touch your lives a lot more on average um, than a presidency will. Not that that's not an important an election, it certainly is. Um, but in times like this where people are so unsettled um, and there's so much going on, it's really important to understand what you can control and, and what actions you can take. Um, and one of the most important actions that we can take as American citizens and, and one of our greatest duties is to be responsible and informed voters. Um, and with election season arriving very quickly, um, it's important to understand that it's a lot more than just our uh, presidential election that's on the line. And there's a lot more at stake for you um, as an individual. And there's a lot more that you can do as an individual um, as we move through these really uncertain and, and really in a lot of ways frightening times. Um, it's it's yeah. scary and it's difficult. Um, but the the American public has proven time and time again that we are very powerful when we come together, um, when we are able to be united in in certain things. I'm just tired of election season feeling like I'm the kid and my parents are fighting for custody. Like, am I going to go live with mom or going to go live with dad? Uh. And there's usually upsides and downsides to both. Um, and you may end up regretting your choice. Um, but which is why, is which is why we should take our Democratic nominee and our Republican nominee and make them live in a house together and put film and cameras. It should be like big brother for four years, make them live together. Um, and I think that would, I would love that. I, or, or hear me out, um, genetically mix them, like just, just sew them together. And we have a conjoined twin president they would rule uh, together, kind of like- They might implode. Did you just say rule? They would rule together? Broad. <laughs> uh, our presidents rule us. If they don't rule us, then how do you, If I believe a ruler can say you're a general and there's a postmaster general. So <laughs> we've been ruled, right we are being that. ruled. And they're lizard people. You heard it here, folks. First, people. you heard it here first, folks. Lizard people. Biden, lizard people. Trump. Twenty twenty. Could we go? Could it be worse? <laughs> Could it be worse? Do lizard you welcome people, our lizard overlords? 
I would welcome my wiz- my 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 lizard overlords with open arms, slithery tails. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the amazing Abby Bennett. Abby, where can we learn more about you? Uh, Joe Biden, his tree retweet, the lizard people, whatever you're working on. You can go to connectingvets.com where all of my work and all of the work of our great teammates are always. Um, we are also connecting vets on all of your social media platforms. And I spend entirely too much time on Twitter at Abby, A-B-B-I-E, the letter R and Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Abby R. Bennett. Folks, go check out her Twitter. Go retweet her stuff. And here's the thing, folks, if you're retweeting, if you're angry about this whole postmaster general thing, or maybe you're happy about it, like I like what Trump's doing with this or Biden can suck it, whatever it is that you guys want to say or do before you do it, before you go retweeting and doing that, read the article, read the article, because like, that's the thing that gets me. I know a lot of you guys retweeted it. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you retweeted it and you're like, eh, I don't like it. Or you rotated. Yeah, I support this. You didn't even read it. You didn't even read it. Go read it. Get informed. Put the information in your, the information is in the computer. It's in the computer. So go in, check it out, read it, think about it, mm, put it in your mouth, chew on it for a little bit. And then Get on your Twitter and then get angry or happy or whatever it is you want. But make sure you're informed for the love yeah. of God. We try so hard. I don't because you just heard me. I just I act like a complete fool sometimes on this camera. But our genuine legit reporters are very, very astute and attentive. They do everything they can to stay absolutely neutral to report what they find to you. Uh, we try. We're connecting vets, folks. We are. We're 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 veterans for veterans. We do what we can. We have veteran supporters. We have, uh, uh, Abby's family is, is like, you know, they got a history of service and the whole nine yards. So we are not trying to take sides, man. It, the sides are bullshit. We're trying to look out for our connection. <laughs> the sides are bullshit. The sides are bullshit. It's all bullshit. We're looking out for you, the veterans. Uh, tell us what you think. Leave your comments below. If you're watching me on YouTube, leave your comments on Apple Podcasts. That's the only place that actually matters for podcast comments. Let's be honest. Uh, Spotify. Somebody explain to me why Spotify doesn't have like a ratings for their uh, podcast or co- it's ridiculous. Anyways, leave us your ratings. Leave us your podcast reviews. We're very curious. Want to know what you're thinking. And that does it for me. Abby, thank you again. Thank you. You're amazing. And I am out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.